0: We are two dudes who like comic books, video games, and a whole bunch of other nerdy stuff. Sometimes, usually me, there's some attitude involved in our discussions as well. Welcome to Comic Dudes with Attitudes. This is episode 40, and it's a special episode to me because we're starting a monthly discussion about my favorite comic book, My favorite superhero, Mark Grayson, a.k.a. Invincible. Um, So, we read the first two trade paperbacks and every month we're going to chunk away at this because, for those that are maybe unaware, this is also the start of the 20th anniversary of Invincible. 20 years ago this month, issue one came out. I remember sitting in the comic book shop that I worked at in Erie, Pennsylvania on a Saturday evening snowy saturday evening reading issue one behind the counter and absolutely falling in love with this character uh, and the rest as they say is history 40 years of history we're gonna start talking about it right now
1: interesting so did you why <laughs> is that interesting no <laughs> no nah, nah, just i was gonna start with like why is this series like so important to you Like, did you when you when you picked up Invincible and you were reading it? Did it connect with you like immediately, or did it take some time? Or like, I'm I'm just curious. Like, I I want to have these conversations on wax so I can reference them back again. (laughs) Okay, I know. Obviously, I know it's a very important series to you. It's a very important series to me too. But
0: so, um, I think for me, the draw of Invincible was being able. Kind of grow up with Mark. Um, At the start of the comic, he's 17. He's still in high school. He doesn't have his powers, but he knows that something is coming. He's supposed to have powers because his dad's a superhero. Um, And his dad tells him that he's probably going to have powers, too. Just waiting for him to kick in. Um, You know, a lot of my favorite established heroes like Marvel and and DC heroes, especially Spider-Man and and the X-Men. You know, when those characters were created, they were young. They were high school, college. They were, they had grown up by the time I got into comic books. They were already adults. They were in their 20s or 30s. They were past all that stuff. And at the time when Invincible came out, you know, I was a young man in his early 20s. Um, So Mark was extremely relatable to me because I was sort of fresh out of high school and still, you know, I was in between stints at college. And um you know, it's just one of those things where I felt like an immediate connection to the character and and being able to kind of grow up with Mark in some ways was was kind of nice because I didn't get that with a lot of my other favorite characters.
1: Cool. Yeah, no, that's um. so for just where I'm coming at from this series, I was definitely a later convert. I wasn't a day one invincible guy. Uh, this was something that Dave put me on and was like, you you need to read this. I think you should read this. And I I believe you bought me the first trade. And I was like, sure, man, I'll, you know, I'll check it out. I was very much so uh, you know, in the Marvel DC, I was a younger comic book reader, so I was very much so in the Marvel DC lane. That's where a lot of my money went. And the independent comics, like, what are they? That wasn't really my thing. Um, but I I checked out Invincible and like almost immediately, like after that first, probably the second trade where we this kind of ends up it definitely connected with me and I got it uh the thing that I like about Invincible uh is obviously it's a Robert Kirkman joint and he just knows how to write like relatable stories um the only other series I'll say that's probably more relatable is Saga I mean and and those are you know those are 1A 1B depending on what day you know like it doesn't matter so I mean for me ultimately like this first volume you're you know, you're learning about the characters. You're learning about Mark. You're learning about Nolan, who is the father, who is a Supermanish figure, kind of Omni Man. He's Omni Man, um, like that kind of like that super Superman character, and his wife Debbie, who's just—I mean, she's just a normal human. And just the conversations they have, and the relationships, and the the family dynamics, and like that's like it's just funny for like us when you talk to um, someone about like this series or you talk to someone about, you know, saga and it's just like all these fantastical elements, but it's ultimately, they're ultimately stories about family. Uh, and I just remember like, even like walking dead. Cause like, that was something I kind of got on. I heard they were making some TV series. So I went back and like read all the trade paperbacks and on the back of them, it was like something along the lines of like, This is a story that has, it's like, it's a story about zombie, but, but it's really not, it's about the humanity involved. And that's ultimately when you hit on those kind of elements, I think you just got a recipe for success.
0: Well, yeah. And that's, Um, I mean, Invincible is kind of the same thing. It's, it's really a story about growing up and coming to terms with your family and your place within the world at large. Uh, it just happens to be set against a really robust and well thought out and well imagined superhero universe that also happens to be pretty adult themed and very violent. Yeah. So yes, you, it course. appeals in my opinion, it appeals to a very broad type of comic fan. Okay. Uh, I, and I have, I really struggle with people that have never read invincible or like have no interest in reading it because I think if you like superheroes at all, you owe it to yourself to read this book. Uh, the I'm, tagline that the, on, the, on the comic, the monthly comic, and I, I'm pretty sure that it's, it's missing from the hardcovers. Um, yeah, it might um, be on the trade paperbacks, but uh, the tagline above the logo on the, the single issues used to say, you can't
1: The best see it, superhero. It's, just, yeah. the, it's the
0: best superhero comic in the universe. And yeah. it's true. There's literally, I've never read a superhero comic that, that's better than Invincible. Period. And, like,
1: I, you know, I started, like, reading this comic, like, we'll we'll talk later about, you know, when we get in the news and those kind of segments and stuff. But, like, I really didn't do, like, a lot of reading over, you know, this winter break. I kind of just chilled out, got into some other things. But, like, I oh, yeah, read it earlier. Really I read, like, the first, the, you know, the first two trades we're going to talk about. And I was just like, man, why do I read anything else? Like, I should just read like this. Yeah. Like, there's obviously there's always good arcs of something. Daredevil Born Again is probably one of my favorite stories, but like on a consistent basis, I don't know how many issues it was from one to 132 issues or something. It was ended up being like Invincible is just an awesome story. Yeah, this Um, so
0: this this reread that we're going to do right now, and I'm kind of glad we're going to space that over the course of a full year because uh this is my fourth time reading it, um, and it's my third time in the last probably five years, four years, five years. So, um, and I'm still like, there are some things that I still, it's, I find, I find something new or, you know, I, I interpret something a little differently because I'm a little bit older. My, my life's experiences have changed my outlook on something or, um, you know, there's just, it's, it's so interesting to read this at different points in my life to see how my, perception of the comic changes based on where I'm at in life you know like yeah. Invincible stays the same like the comic doesn't change yeah. but as you know as we take trips around the sun uh, you know my my perspective my point in space looking back at Invincible changes and I think that that's really, that's really a fun experience to go back to something that obviously I, I know Invincible really well because I've read it so many times and I'm so familiar with it because I love it so much but um, to still be able to kind of see it with a different perspective is uh, really fun for me.
1: Yeah. So, like, I mean, there's. I I was like, I'm not going to like not that I was like tears reading this or anything, but like when you're reading it, when you're reading the story, like, I mean, the one scene, obviously, I know you're pretty, you know, fond of is in that second issue. Yeah, uh, Mark is, you know, we've talked about how. Nolan is, is, Omni-Man is telling him, you know, hey, son, you're going to get these powers at some t- You know, at some point, this, this might happen. You could be stronger than me. You could be weaker than me. I don't know, like whatever, but you're probably going to get these powers. And Mark is, you know, he's just waiting and waiting and waiting his whole life. And then he's working his, you know, dead-end job at Burger Mart, a.k.a. McDonald's or Burger King or whatever. And he's going to go throw out the trash. And he chucks the trash in the bin, but it doesn't make it to the bin it shoots off into the sky and just the panels of showing his face. And I think he says, cool. He's got just like the expression on his face that like he has the powers. It it just like really like, Oh man, like this is and uh, knowing ultimately where this ends up. But like, this is the start of the journey was like a really cool thing to like re to relive again. It's been so long since I've read invincible. So, yeah, I
0: mean, I, I've mentioned before on the podcast that I have an invincible tattoo, but I've never said what that tattoo is. I was waiting for when we finally got to have this, (laughs) this invincible conversation. So uh, it's just a small little filler. I have both my arms tattooed down to the elbow. Um, I have bigger pieces and I have a lot of little small filler pieces. And one of my filler pieces, my favorite tattoo, um, it is a bag of trash with little motion lines on it. It's flying up into the air it's that <laughs> it's from that panel of invincible it's my favorite panel in a comic book of pretty much all time ever yeah uh yeah it's tattooed on me it's gonna go to the grave with me um that's how much this comic like means to me from a, a entertainment and a you know a a social perspective
1: and the fact that i was there to see that t- I'm i'm not getting any tattoos but <laughs> the fact that i was with dave to get that and like that was a special kind of moment to be there because I know like this story means so much to you, and the fact that you, you know, convinced me to go on that journey because I did. I was getting Invincible month to month. I think it was probably around like issue forty-eight or forty-two. Uh, I got on the the monthly train, so I was on it for a good amount of time, you know, with you. And we would, yo, did you get it? Did you get the new Invincible? And we talk about it. Like that was that was fun to do. You know, uh, we do that. Shout, with shout out, Paul.
0: Paul was also yep. on the monthly grind for Invincible. Grind. Paul's another Idiot. one that I bought. Paul Volume One of Invincible as well. I've I've bought Volume One of Invincible for quite a few people. I have bullied quite a few people into trying Invincible. Robert Kirkman owes me at least some small royalty—seven and a half, eight cents, maybe. Yeah, we'll, break a little something off for me, Rob. Come on.
1: Yeah, you might you might have like five bucks from all the people you got into it. Yeah,
0: bro. I'm 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 out here evangelizing the comic. Still, twenty years later, I'm still out there doing the work. I'm pounding the pavement on Invincible.
1: I mean, you probably made I mean twenty bucks off of me between the single issues, the digital, the <laughs> the, the hardcover, the soft cover, the omnibus to trade in, the more hardcover. Uh yeah. So like what did you I mean, I broke it down like issue by issue and I don't, we yeah, don't then, have to do that.
0: You know, we obviously. can do but still, I mean, if you want to hit some some of your uh, favorite point well, whatever. I like yeah. like I said, you know, this is my third reread and like so, all right. 5 yeah. years, 4 years. So, I some of this kind of blurs together for me in terms of like okay. what happens and what issue. And I'm also uh I <laughs> because season 2 of the show comes out this year. Yes. Uh, I I'm I I also convinced my girlfriend to start watching the show. So, we're rewatching season 1. Well, she's watching it for the first time with me while I rewatch it. Okay. Stuff in the show happens a little bit differently in the comic and out of order, so I'll tell you what. Watching the show at the same time as reading the first two trades, things are very jumbled in my brain right now.
1: And that's good. I will say though, I I haven't read made it the complete way through the first season, but I expect there to be deviation when they adapt. You know, when they adapt yeah. the show, there should from should be the source material. There should be. But at the core, it really does kind of follow. Oh, the dude!
0: Shoot. The fight with Allen is panel for panel recreation. Yes.
1: So, like, yeah. So, all right, I'm just going to do my little breakdown. So the first two issues, like, are honestly, they're really just like his origin story. You get the origin story of Omni-Man, a.k.a. Nolan. Um, they get into well, like this.
0: You get you get a version of his. See, OK, story. so you
1: answer you answer my question. So where we're going. So you get the first origin of of Nolan Omni man. And the I mean, it's partial. Issue.
0: It's true. You know, it's, it's true. true. It's, it's true, true. From his perspective. It is true. He so believes no, it.
1: You get Nolan's origin story. Um, in the first issue, there's like a series of kind of like bombings that are going on where like a person will be. Um, you, you found out later in the story, but uh, high schoolers are being kidnapped. They're being strapped. These bombs that are like infused into them organically and they become like, you know, human bombs, for for example. Um, so Nolan and Mark are kind of out in the second issue. Nolan kind of gets whiff of it. They go to the bomb. They go to the, the mall where a bombing is going to take place. Um, Nolan is captured by some aliens. They're fighting these. Um, these aliens. That's invaders. a little bit
0: later than the second issue.
1: The no the because uh,
0: when the Flaxons take Nolan, that's after they fought them.
1: This is this is in the sec. Oh, sorry, one and two. This is the third issue. Um, my bad. Sorry, I apologize. Um... Mark and Nolan are fighting the Flaxons, who are the alien invaders who age. So, go b-
0: before you, before you say too much, okay? Because I think part of me would would like to believe that we're going to get some people into Invincible. If, okay. If people, so maybe we shouldn't say too much. Like maybe we don't give everything away. Okay. Just so there's something to go and experience okay. for yourselves if you want to go and pick up this comic. Okay. Again. Robert Kirkman, if you're if you're ever stumbled upon this episode. Proof again that I am out here trying to get you money. I'm trying to sell invincible comics. OK, put me on the payroll, brother. That wasn't a joke. Please hire me. I will work at Skybound. Yeah, please, please, please. hire me. My resume me. is available. I'm also on LinkedIn.
1: All right. So what about some of the just the high moments? I will go beat by beat. So issue five talking. You mentioned Alan. You mentioned Alan the alien. Big time Uh, Alan fan. Yeah, so reading the encounter with Long, I'm not going to go into it, but Alan is an alien uh, that he's like a planet surveyor for the Coalition of Planets. Like he has to check out like the defense capabilities of planets on a rotating basis. And Mark ends up in space and they have an encounter. is there a more likable co- character in this series than Alan, dude? Like,
0: yeah, I think yes. He's just a I cool think there's char- one.
1: The one, okay. He's I a think, cool. I think Eve
0: today. is more likable than Alan. Okay. At the okay. end of the day, I think Eve is probably the the most likable character.
1: And Eve is. We haven't really even talked about Eve. Eve is goes to high school with Mark, pretty much. But she's also a superhero. Spoilers, but yeah, that's not gonna
0: be a spoiler. I feel like a lot of people's first introduction to Invincible was the Amazon show, yeah. and that show was, you know, by most measures of success, a hit. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are familiar with, you know, what what they saw in the in the show.
1: Yeah. Now, but Alan's just like a cool. I don't know. His character design is cool. He's like a cy- kind of like a cyclops guy. Yeah. Um,
0: big fan of Alan.
1: And you, you become obviously a really big fan of him. He's kind of. I don't, he's not dumb but like the whole reason he's at earth is just fu- it's just funny why he's there like he's not supposed to be there but he ends up being there and it's just like he's just an interesting you know funny character now there um, is
0: you know alan does yeah. have some
1: he yeah later on in the series later like, he on you know to, yeah, there's not, a couple yeah.
0: of moments where you're like dude what are you doing
1: when you said eve is more like him, I was like oh yeah i forgot like later on in the series
0: but even Eve has her moments.
1: Yeah, they all do and that's the best part, because they're all humans. We all have our own, you know, moments. Um I mean, hitting on the high beats, do you want to talk about the the big twist? Cause like that that's in the show. That's like the first episode of the show, like the end of the first yeah. Yeah. episode. Kind of like what happens and what is the major hook. Um, I'd like to think we're gonna get some people into this as well, too. But I'm gonna leave that one to you because yeah. I mean, I, I
0: don't, I won't, I won't say too much about it either. But I will say uh, that scene with the Guardians of the Globe. Yes, I actually preferred the show's treatment of that more so than the comic. However, reading the comic for the first time when that happened, uh, man, like the speed and brutality.
1: That was two, a, like, pages, drop man. yeah, like
0: drop the comic, like, whoa, what is happening right now? You know, in the show, it, you, because the show is animated and you're, you're watching things play out, I think they did that the right way. Like, getting to see that kind of the fight that ensues, but two different treatments. I think they're both great in their own right. But having both now to compare, I think I like the show a little bit better.
1: Would you say, so... Uh, the artist, uh, I think it's Cory Walker. Walker for the first. Cory Walker is the
0: artist on the first eight issues.
1: First eight. Okay. And then there's some
0: fill in know? stuff that occurs. Okay. Um, it's actually addressed in the, in the forward, in the second volume of the trade paperback. The the forward is by Eric Larson and he comments on how, you know, the comic kind of stalled a little bit because Cory hit a wall and Eric actually drew a few pages in issue eight for them because I uh, it was seven somewhere in volume two Eric drew some pages and a few others chipped in and drew some pages because Corey just couldn't couldn't keep up
1: so well I'm kind of glad Corey couldn't keep up because it brought me to like, but too. like the, sorry Cor but me no, too. The, the art isn't bad like it's not bad it's not my favorite style but knowing even on our like even on our the trade dress the one you have behind you for the the hardcover I believe that's Otley or Mike?
0: I don't know. That's
1: that's right. Uh, yeah. So like that brought on Ryan Otley and I know what to expect from Ryan Otley from this series. I think the scene if Ryan Otley had drawn the first eight and that brutality was there, I don't think it would be as brutal as the Corey Walker because the Cory, I don't know, the Cory Walker style to me isn't as brutal. I don't know. I just like it the suddenness of that act on those two pages, I think it was more jarring with the Corey Walker style and not the Ryan Otley. Cause the Ryan Otley is very bombastic. It's very. Yeah. That's a good point. Comic book, you know, oriented. Yep. So like when I read it again, I was like, Whoa, I don't remember it also being that like quick, you know, yeah. uh, fun fact but,
0: about, so, you know, Corey is the co-creator of invincible. This isn't okay. like a Robert Kirkman solo affair. Like, Corey co-created a lot of this stuff and and helped design a lot of the character looks. Okay. And throughout the course of the series, Robert consulted with Corey on okay. many many cool. many things. And even at some point, even Ryan was consulting with Corey on character designs and thematic elements and even some of the 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 bigger story beats. Corey had a hand in. He also did some issues later on in the series. He returns to Invincible to do some fill-in arcs for for Ryan when he had to step away. Um, so Corey, even though he's not drawn the monthly comic after you know the first team. eight, nine, whatever issues, like he's still heavily involved in Invincible throughout the course of the entire comic's life.
1: I did not know that, so that's cool. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the the if you read issue seven and you're not into it, I don't know, man. Like. If that doesn't get its hooks in you,
0: and that's not even like the craziest twist that happens in the first twelve issues, it's
1: it's really not. (laughs) But I think that was the one that got me, and now, yeah, now that you're talking about the the next trade, we gotta wait to read next month or whatever. Oh my goodness! But there's always no, I I do. I mean, I honestly do think there are some really high beats that kind of match or top some of those. Like later on during, I can think of one. Yeah, I mean, I can. We could do an episode
0: of like our top ten invincible moments.
1: We probably will after this. We probably should. We probably (laughs) should. Yeah, we probably should. I don't know if I can Uh, pick
0: ten. Honestly, there's so much good stuff that happens. Yeah. Um. There's there's one thing that happened in the first the first two trades that I I would be remiss if I didn't mention. Um, it's when uh, William Mark's best friend finds out that that he's invincible when they're, they're touring at upstate university. And there's like a quick, like, you know, seven or eight panel villain attack that isn't really a villain attack. And William kind of puts it together that Mark is invincible. And then he shows up at Mark's house later and like essentially begs Mark to take him flying. like please fly me around. You remember this? You know what I'm getting at?
1: I think I know where you're going. Yeah.
0: So Mark flies him up and that, that issue ends with like them flying up into the atmosphere and Mark says something to the effect of, man, this is so gay. And, uh, you know, that I don't think that that type of writing wouldn't fly today. Um, no. and uh, you know, it was 20 years ago. It was a different time. I and mean, we're talking 2002. We're barely out of the nineties. And, you know, it was just a different, it was a different time. Um, and you can get away with that kind of stuff. And part of me, you know, what I was. Kind of reflecting on that when I read it over the weekend um I was thinking you know maybe this was just a very uh ham fisted attempt at foreshadowing because William's character is gay um <laughs> Spoilers. You just, yeah you just don't know it yet
1: yeah
0: mark hasn't mark hasn't been told William hasn't come out yet in the comic in the in the in the show I think he comes out at, uh, it's not even that he comes out like in the first episode like he just mentions that yeah. like, a guy is cute or whatever like he's he's gay from the start at the show um but i thought that was an interesting sort of time capsule effect where you know independent comics even independent comics 20 years later are, are not immune to the sort of like social progression that we've in, we've gone through and that even they sometimes misstep when they maybe didn't in the moment when it was written. You know, looking back at it now, you're like, Ugh. yeah, that was awkward.
1: Uh, that was definitely a little. It was a little awkward, and, and that was. I mean, that was common lingo. I'm not saying I'm not yeah. condoning it. I'm not saying. It was oh yeah, right, same, but same. Was, I just think
0: that it's worth. You know, I, I just think it's an interesting yeah. thing to point out that that to me. Invincible doesn't feel like it's twenty years old, you know? Like t- uh, yeah, to me absolutely. it's like the thing just ended a couple of years ago. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm still exactly. not over it. So it's it was sort of a weird kind of it was a weird moment of reflection where I also had to acknowledge how old
1: I am. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when did it end? 2015? I don't I don't
0: remember. I I try to block yeah, out the ending of things that I love because I don't like you're to not say goodbye.
1: That, you're I know if you're not twenty eighteen. I honestly thought it was earlier than, I thought it was like 2014 or something, but yeah, 2018.
0: Probably should have been, but that book was late so often for so many years. (laughs) You know, if they had, it was what, 144 issues. Yep. Uh, so it should have only lasted 12 years. So it should have wrapped in 2014. You would have been spot on, my friend. 12 issues a year for 12 years would take you to 2014. That man was four years worth <laughs> of late comics.
1: The Kirkman effect, man, Walking Dead, dude. Walking yeah, I think dead. some of
0: it might have been Ollie, too. I don't know if it was all Kirkman, but
1: yeah, it's true. But when you got an issue, it wasn't Saga Late, but when you got an issue, you were looking forward to it for sure. Like every issue yeah. I got, I was like,
0: yes. But they were all worth the wait. Absolutely. My only complaint was that um when you'd get it it would be over so fast yeah
1: that, I that read comic
0: reads so fast i love that i love that about it i love i love robert's use of um sort of the, the static panel to tell a story you know like there's one the start of one of the issues mark is tired and he's sleeping Yep. And it I'm starts with pages. it's like three three panels of like Mark just laying on the pillow, like the same panel three same times, panel. copy pasted, then saying you know something about sleeping in on Saturdays, and then three more panels of nothing, same thing. Mark sleeping with no words, and then a fourth panel of and some of us had to sleep longer than others or whatever he said. Yeah, you know, you get a full like you said two pages of just like the same panel with two boxes of text, and I think that that well to some that might feel like a cop out. I think that sort of. That's genius to me. And the, the fact that he does that, they actually speak to that in one of the That's, later volumes in it. the forewords.
1: Yep. Well, they speak to it in the in the actual comic, too. I, I don't know if you remember, it's like a guy, I think Mark is going to get comic signed, and he meets... Oh, it's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, you're right. That's later Bendis. on, yeah. It's supposed yeah. to be like a stand-in for Bi- Brian Bendis and he's like commenting how comic book writers are lazy and they just use these repeating panels and now it's like, There's just like stuff like that that Kirkman is aware of the audience, you know, that that just sets it apart.
0: So, any anything else in the first two first two trades that we haven't touched on? That was, I I feel like we got most of it. There's, we haven't gotten to any of the like the Mark and Eve kind of will they won't they stuff yet.
1: No, I I think
0: even even Rexplode are still together or did we get past that did we get past uh, that we're past that we get past
1: that. it at the end of the issue 7ish yeah that's right yeah at the end that's, of that so i will
0: I, I will say this the way that the way that rex and eve's relationship ends uh there's a character on the teen team called duplicate and duplicate can create copies of herself and eve rex's girlfriend walks in on Rex with three duplicates <laughs> walks in on them doing some adult things and uh i thought that was a really interesting way
1: <laughs> to- <laughs> very interesting I,
0: I i'm you know uh th- that was another thing that happened you know early on in invincible that i was like okay so this is also like pretty adult themed in nature you know there's i don't know no, you're right. Well, he just has cool, interesting stuff, man. Like, it's stuff that people have probably joked about and talked about before. You've never actually seen in, like, a serious superhero comic.
1: I don't want to... I don't ever really want to think about it with my parents, but there's a scene in this comic, and I <laughs> probably didn't really get it. You know, I, I'm sure I got it, but Didn't stick with me until now, where Mark is out on patrol, I think with Eve, they're like, whatever, hanging out, or he might just be by himself. And he comes home, and his parents have had the house to themselves, and they don't really have the house to themselves that much, because, you know, Omni-Man, Nolan's always protecting the world, doing his thing. They have a night together, him and his, his parents, and, uh, Nolan hears Mark coming in, so they fly, you know, he's like, oh crap, he's home, and they're doing things that parents might be doing and they're sitting on the couch looking there awkwardly and Mark is like don't I'm going to throw up or like I can't believe I saw this or whatever and you see that Nolan got himself and Debbie dressed but Debbie's shirt is on backwards and her tag is hanging out of the front of her shirt and Mark obviously sees that his parents were doing some parental stuff when he was away. That also happens
0: like panel for panel in the the show too.
1: Yeah so like that that's just that's just human stuff, man. Like, yeah. it's just Kirkman knows how to do it. He's just a great writer. So that's it, man.
0: So that's a, that's a wrap on the first two volumes of Invincible. Uh, next month, we'll hit volumes three and four, and we'll talk about those too. And we'll go through the, like I said, 12 months.
1: Two, two volumes,
0: yeah. Yep. Two volumes a month. There's actually 25 trades. I think so we'll it's have gonna, to do three. I was yeah. like, the There's last one we have month, to do we'll 3 There'll like probably the be, I things. think it'll be that when we get to. The Viltrumite War, because Viltrumite mm. War is two trades plus another trade, so that probably is the one we should do three. Okay, I think that works. I don't know. We'll see. How- There's a lot of stuff near the that end that, that it'll make sense to group into a three. But anyway, more Invincible to come. We're gonna walk through 2023, going down memory lane with my favorite comic, and hopefully some of your favorite comics soon too. Maybe even yours, Matt. I don't know. Maybe we can unseat Superman or whatever. Superman, Daredevil book or whatever. Comics. That's Whatever sharp. Marvel or DC book is in the top spot right now. I'm going to try to beat that out of you and get invincible where it belongs. <laughs> Be that, number one. That <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want to move on to the news?
1: Yeah, let's do the news.
0: All right. Let's hit some news. It's time
1: for, it's time for the news.
0: Dave doesn't really pay attention
1: to this. Over the holiday period, I admittedly have been kind of out of... I got out of the loop, man. Like, I didn't... I wasn't... That's okay. That was the in. point. That's why we took yeah, a break. And that's, I wasn't really down in as much as... as I, I
0: don't think there was been. a ton of news anyway. I mean, most companies and, are shut down for the most part. Skeleton crews during the holidays. I mean, I, when I, I worked the week between Christmas and New Year's at my job, and, like, there are 10 people on my team... And only four or five of us were working that week. And that was pretty much the same for my entire company. Like half the people there were not working.
1: So over this period, I want to talk about it more once we get into like, what are we reading? What are we playing? But I kind of played some more video games, you know, than I normally do over this period because that's normally what I do like over. I'm in higher ed, so we get like kind of like three weeks to a month off depending on what institution I was working at. So I always try to catch up on. Yeah. I was trying to catch up on, like, a a bigger video game that I don't have time to play. So I did that. But, like, the one thing I haven't really talked to you, like, really a lot about, like, video game stuff recently. So I was curious, like, and I know this is reported everywhere, but, like, what do you know about, like, this Activision Blizzard Xbox merger thing? Have you heard of this? Are you aware of it at all? Yeah,
0: I'm aware of it. I'm aware of it. So it it was initially going to be an acquisition. Yeah then kind of reclassed as a merger with xbox sort of being the one in control and the most recent bit of news is that the sec is potentially going to block this merger because of monopolization
1: yes and i would
0: imagine this is at the behest of companies like sony (laughs) yes nintendo more so sony probably
1: probably more so yeah definitely sony so i am I very much, like, if you've followed this show at all, like, I definitely like the end result product, but there's some things that, like, really capture my imagination. It's, like, why I really like professional wrestling. Like, I like the product in the ring, but honestly, I like the the politics and things that go on behind, you know, outside of the ring are more fascinating than what actually goes on in the ring. So, like, this story, like, I could not get enough of it. Like, I was just (laughs) listening to a lot of stuff about it because I just find it really intriguing and i was like what are your thoughts like what are your thoughts do you think anyone's like in the wrong do you think like microsoft is kind of justified that they're doing trying to to acquire activision and i mean i think potentially obviously one of sony's fears is like they can make call of duty an exclusive game and that is a huge percentage of the video game market share so i didn't know like is microsoft the bad guy is sony the bad guy do you is there no one in your opinion that's a bad guy? Do you have you thought about it? Do you care? I have.
0: I have, I have and I do care. Um, so I don't necessarily think Microsoft is in the wrong, nor do I think Sony is in the wrong, because okay. the laws as they are written allow this type of thing to happen, and we also have a checks and balances system where the the FTC or the SEC or whatever governing body needs to will will really? investigate a potential merger or acquisition to make sure that the laws of competition aren't breached and therefore the consumer is the one that is suffering and i i get it i agree with that i think competition is the best thing for the consumer especially when it comes to I video agree. games because uh, I know you're not a sports game guy for the most part. Here and there, you dabble.
1: Oh, we can talk about Madden, though. We, <laughs> we yeah, but we can talk Madden. about Madden
0: because there only EA can make a yeah, licensed Apple. with the players' names NFL games, and because of that, we get a substandard product that feels like it gets worse every single year. There is no competition, so as Microsoft and Sony continue to snatch up developers and publishers. Continue to snatch up smaller development teams. The ability to compete is lessened, and continues to dilute until there is no more competition. And now it's like, oh well, you have to buy an Xbox to play Call of Duty. You have to play. You have to buy Madden to play. You know, with the Buffalo Bills and have Josh Allen on your team. Um, you know, there's nothing. There's nothing that's driving those products to be better because there's only one option. And your, and your choice as the consumer is either play or not play, not which version do I want to play?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, on the outset, I kind of feel like Sony's been gobbling up a lot of like, you know, I I feel like Sony's approach is like, we'll work with a company, we'll work with a developer. And if the relationship is kind of mutually beneficial, we will, we will acquire said developer. AKA, you know, like insomniac games. Uh, there's clearly some kind of working relationship going on with Square Enix right now. They haven't been acquired by Sony, but there's some kind uh, there, there has to be some kind of agreement kind of going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I am. As someone who loves Final Fantasy seven and has played that game multiple times and has primarily been an Xbox gamer, I have been completely screwed out of that franchise and it does not feel good. It does not feel great, you know? Mm-hmm. so um i feel like microsoft on the other hand it's kind of that meme that's going around on the internet and f around and find out like okay well you've acquired all these teams guess what we're going to take call of duty but even microsoft and you know there's mm-hmm. been like this well, i they're, think they're microsoft
0: happy- started doing this first to be honest where i think this all Wait, happened where do you think it started Sony's first-party games presence is so strong and has yes. been for a really long time, and as Microsoft focused more and more on hardware and less on software, they found themselves at a place where they had no in-house developers to make their franchise games. They have Turn 10 doing Forza games every year. They had 343 turning out substandard Halo games that no one likes <laughs> that were broken like you can't play, and then with with Gears of War, you know they, they've they've
1: they acquired like, them right cuz they well, were
0: originally it was epic games it was it was an yep. exclusive with with microsoft microsoft didn't own epic games um and then when they microsoft owns the gears of war franchise not the studio so okay. when they had nowhere to turn to make gears of war games they ended up getting a really bad game called gears of war judgment um and then eventually a developer called the coalition um, was founded and then now they handle okay. Gears of War. The coalition is headed by um, Rod. Rod I forget Rod's last name. Rod Ferguson. Ferguson yeah. He was the he was the game director on Gears of War two. So he's yeah. a guy that's been in the franchise for a while. So he kind of knows what he's doing. And Gears four, Gears five, they were good games. Yeah. Um, but that was really all Microsoft had. And rather than invest years into building out strong development teams internally, they just went, oh well, we'll just go buy some stuff. So they bought Team Ninja. They they bought Bethesda, they want to buy Activision or merge with Activision, and they bought a lot lot of other smaller developers um, and then just decided, okay, well, we bought these, so now we have strong first-party presence and titles as well. But those developers aren't really making new IP for Microsoft (laughs) consoles. All you've done is made Elder Scrolls, a a future Elder Scrolls game, is potentially a Microsoft and PC-exclusive experience. But, I, I mean... At the end of the day, money's going to talk, right? Yeah. If Sony wants to pay Microsoft enough money to release an Elder Scrolls game or Starfield or whatever it is, or the next Fallout, like I'm sure it's going to happen.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. I just, I just find it really interesting. So you are dialed in. You know what's going on. So uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, news topic two might not be big news to anyone else, but news to me. Okay. Have Have you played any more of that Midnight Suns game? Because I've been hearing really good things about it. In our last episode, it did not sound like it was like something you were going to continue with. I you was can, you can, I,
0: I ripped that thing a new asshole. <laughs> you can say what happened. So they did release a, a stability patch for PC. Okay, um, are you playing
1: on PC? That's right. Okay, yeah.
0: No. Uh, I have not gone back to it yet, but we'll get into okay. why once we get into the what do you read and what do you play in section of the yes. episode. Okay. okay. Um, my my friend Andy is also yeah. playing it on PC. They've actually released two PC patches since launch. Uh, and I was actually it's funny you bring this up cuz I was just talking to Andy about it over the weekend and he was saying that he still can't play it on PC. Like it's still <laughs> it's still so broken like he cannot he cannot do it. He's like I won't go back to yeah, it do until they fix it. He yeah. and he loves it. He he actually loves the game. Like he genuinely liked it a lot more than me. I'm like, "Oh, there's good stuff there, but Fatal flaws here and there that prevent me from really liking it. And he is like, nope, I love it. Now I don't know if Andy listens to the podcast or watches it, but Andy, I don't mean this as a slight to you.
1: <laughs> However, funny.
0: it's not. Uh, he will freely. He, we've talked about this before. He will freely admit this, but he tends to be really forgiving of things. Andy, Andy likes to like things. He's a really fun, loving guy. He just loves video games,
1: and he, is a good dude he will
0: always find it. the the best part about a game. And if there's enough there for him to like latch onto that he likes, he's going to say that he likes the likes game. He's going to tell people that it's fun to play. That's what I love about Andy is he's always going to be the positive take to my very negative one. Um, but he he loves the game. He absolutely loves it. But he can't no, was, play it because it's not stable on PC. It's not a fun experience.
1: I was just listening to a podcast and you're like the end game experience is like real fun, but he's like that you know once you get out of the actual battle part. You know, he's got you know, Tony Stark with that 1996 mustache on and then when you were talking about getting sent to your room and <laughs> doing your sheets in bed, like... <laughs> I was just wondering if you played any more of it, so...
0: I will go back to it, but not okay. yet. Not yet.
1: News topic number three, not the biggest piece of news. Four days ago, a Gran Turismo movie trailer? Like, short trailer what? was released? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm kind of pumped. It kind of looks... I was like, I heard because I was listening to a podcast and they talked about Gran Turismo, this movie. I'm like, what is this? So I just like Google Gran Turismo movie and it was like a trailer with like some of the actors talking about the movie. But they show the footage of like how they're shooting the movie and they must be some like really sweet Sony cameras, but like the angles are like really cool. Like, I don't know. It looks intriguing. It looks like something I would go see in IMAX. I'll- I don't know what it's about. I don't, it, it's they're on tracks. I don't know what it's about. It has a bunch of young people in it looking like Cobra Kai, but I don't have any I have any idea. There's
0: no gonna... shot this is a good movie.
1: <laughs> I'm sure it's not. Good.
0: There's no there's no possible way that they can write a plot around the Gran Turismo games and make incredible. this a watchable movie. I hope it's incredible. This is a cash I it, grab.
1: I hope it's incredible. Book it.
0: Cash grab. <laughs> Terrible. It's gonna have like a three point five on Rotten Tomatoes. I
1: don't know, man. It looks great. It looks good. That's all the news I got.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, then we'll, we'll move on to what do you play in and what do you read? <music> do you mind if I, if I start? So I haven't Please. been reading a ton of stuff because I've had to read Invincible. I, that doesn't sound like it. I love reading Invincible. I'm glad I got to read that, but that I, haven't read sure. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't read a lot of other stuff I haven't read a lot of other stuff. I did read a few issues of, or actually I read the first issue of Chip Zdarsky's Batman run. Um, so I'm, I'm in that now. Uh, (laughs) but I've mostly been, I've mostly been doing two things with my time. Uh, three things, I guess. I'm, I'm still, I'm playing Apex Legends a lot now. I'm, I'm really back hard on Apex. Um, like Max and I are on Apex, like three, sometimes four nights a week, the last few weeks. Also. It's funny that we had the conversation that we did during the news section because I have also been playing a lot of Madden 23.
1: <laughs> yeah, you have.
0: It's not the best football experience ever, but it is the only one I have. Is it better than um, 22? I didn't play 22. Okay. I'm on like an every other year cadence with Madden. I just can't buy that game every year and I only buy it when it It'll goes on sale. It. I got it for 30 bucks. Um, So the way that I... Most likely or most usually play Madden is um, taking the Jets and making them fun because it's not fun in real life to be a Jets <laughs> fan and you don't get to experience a lot of wins. So sometimes you got to just you got to go in and you got to make you got to make it fun to be a Jets fan by taking control of the franchise yourself. So, you know, we made a few moves. We we traded, traded Zach Wilson to the Texans for a first round pick. You're uh, not
1: getting a first round pick in real life.
0: No, no. But before the 2022 season those started, roster
1: updates. You better get that in before the roster update.
0: Traded him, <laughs> traded him, and he sucked in in Houston. Uh, I ended up with the third overall pick. I simmed the first season so I could get to the draft and see where my draft right. pick landed me. Um, so I had the third pick overall with the Texans, uh, and I got Bryce Young. Okay. So now, now we're running, we're running through a season with Bryce Young. A quarterback, okay. and it's it's been a whole lot more fun than watching the real New York Jets. Um, and then I started watching a show on HBO called uh, Silicon Valley. I've heard of it. Yeah, so it's it's. I think it ended like a couple of years ago. Um, all six seasons are on HBO to watch, so I, I actually finished it up on what's today, Monday. Monday. Yesterday, I, I watched the last episode of the se- of the series last night. Um, really good show it's like it's like a 30 minute like a comedy it's like in a, it's on HBO so okay. there's a lot of adult themes but but a bunch of dudes in like the Silicon Valley in California like trying to start their own company and a good cast and that's just a good show if you're into like techie stuff and comedies adult comedies
1: that's cool it's I com- I didn't know I thought it was like a drama I didn't know it was a comedy not a
0: drama at all that's awesome yeah We're always that's it comedies, that's how I've been spending my time
1: all right, so um before Christmas I, I and we I talked to you about it on a previous episode I feel like that there was a professor at my job or maybe I didn't talk about it on the show but that I really connected with I'm not going to get go through I, I remember you mentioning this yet. before. Yeah, I think I might have mentioned it on yeah, the show but you did. we really connected with um Big time video gamer and just like we've been talking about video games before break, before he left for, you know, before we start the semester. And I made a promise to myself and I said, if I can find a PlayStation 5 and I can use my Best Buy 18 month financing on it, I'm going to buy it. I'm not going to rush into it. I have the money on hand, but I'm not going to rush into it. I'm going to know whatever. But if I find one, I'm going to buy it. So, like December fifteenth, I found a PlayStation and I bought it. Um, And boy, man, I love that system. I mean, already I I love it. And I'm normally the what are you reading guy. I have been playing a lot of video games uh, over this break, so I will be still continue to read, but there's probably going to be a little bit more. What are you playing as well too? So uh, when I got the PlayStation. Uh, first game I played, I played Assassin. Well, this is on Xbox actually. I played Assassin's Creed Odyssey because I went to the in laws, had some time, and probably within like two weeks, I think I put like 40 hours into it and beat it. I beat it like 45 hours. Like, that's pretty, pretty good. much, I had a little monitor and I'd be watching like the football games or like when they were playing and I w- wasn't needed. I was just grinding missions and grinding missions. Um, really enjoyed that game. It was one of the probably my favorite assassin's creed game i've ever played um it was a lot I never of fun. get
0: into those games like i um there's not for me i don't know why i've trade i've tried playing several of them yeah i don't it's just there's not that's not for me
1: yeah and that's that's fine i get the they,
0: appeal like if they look cool they look like fun games to play for some reason my brain just doesn't let me have fun playing them
1: there was a huge shift too with origins which was the one before They kind of changed the whole formula of Assassin's Creed. It definitely became more open world, uh, more RPG kind of elements. If you if you kind of like that kind of thing, I I don't always advocate you know microtransactions or whatever. But for these games, how Ubisoft gets you, there's a boost you can buy for experience. It's like ten bucks. I I I always get it because like otherwise you're going to be grinding some of these missions. Like that, just it makes no sense. And like, I I don't, I don't don't like like to hear that. I don't like that. But for me, that's what I'm gonna do. So you can still get there. It might take you longer, but whatever. But Assassin's Creed, I really liked it. Uh, You can pick between a male or female protagonist. I picked the female. Uh, The acting was far superior than the guy. I didn't, I didn't like the guy at all. So, but it was a cool game. uh, Great looking, decent story for like an Assassin's Creed game. (laughs) A lot of fun. Um, I'm still
0: kind of stuck on you paying ten bucks for an XP boost.
1: Oh, dude, I'll do it all day. I don't. I, I hate. I feel that. no shame. I feel no shame in it whatsoever. Not at all. I have no for. I have no problem. Mm. Games on Game Pass, dude. I, you're, I actually that, bucks for that
0: you're part of the problem.
1: Sure, I'm part of the problem. You're, I don't you're, buy you're, them all. You're,
0: you're perpetuating this this predatory business practice of pay to win. You pay to win. That's what that is. It's a pay to win tactic. It's like a mobile game thing.
1: It's my own experience in my own single player game. I don't really care.
0: You How much did you pay? How much did you pay for the game?
1: It's on Game Pass. I didn't buy it. I paid right. my subscription I'm gonna have anyway. All right. That's my thing, dude. I'm not buying like the only games I'm buying are like Gears of War, Halo, and like Final Fantasy. Every I have so many games on a backlog and I might have fallen into a little bit of an arrangement. Well, I don't need to buy any games really. So like I'm just what do you playing
0: mean? What do you mean?
1: I have no idea what you're talking about. What do you mean an arrangement?
0: Um, it's a this is a this is a perfectly legal partnership. <laughs> the console is I designed actually, to function this way.
1: I actually heard on a podcast there they, they were they were advocating you do this. And I was yeah, like, you Oh, should I didn't know do this it. I didn't know that everyone was doing this. I yeah, didn't know that you should was what the do kids it. kids were
0: If you if you know you know, and if you don't know, go Google console <laughs> sharing PS five. You're welcome. Find a friend, a relative, whatever, someone you trust, and enjoy.
1: So let's life just, is
0: life is meant to be enjoyed, and it's meant to be enjoyed as cheaply as possible.
1: So let's just say that I sent after I beat Assassin's Creed. I think I texted Dave, and I was like, "Hey, man, that was a phenomenal game." But I have no desire to play an Assassin's Creed game for a while because it I don't was think like, you texted that to me. I didn't text that to you. I don't. Right, think I might that te- doesn't sound all right, familiar sorry. at all. all right. So, like, <laughs> so all right. I might have texted Sharon or something. I don't Do know. Do you I just texted somebody. shit
0: up on the fly?
1: I texted somebody that, and I was like, "Yeah, it was a good game." I have no really desire to. to Hold
0: play on. A game. Did you? Are you sure you said Assassin's Creed?
1: I think I said Assassin's Creed Odyssey.
0: All right. So the only text I have from you about. Uh, Assassin's Creed was My on receipts. December twenty second. No, I'm okay. sorry. Yeah, December twenty second. Uh, I asked if you're watching the game, and you said okay, I, just- I will be while playing Assassin's Creed more than likely.
1: Okay. So I must. And have you said, said
0: that- you can always yeah. rant and rave even if I'm not watching. And I said, yeah, but it's usually funnier with context.
1: Okay. So I texted someone, I don't remember, probably Sheridan, about how I played this game, I put 45 hours in, and I have no desire to play an Assassin's Creed game again forever. Then I got the PlayStation, and through this little arrangement,
0: <laughs>
1: uh, someone Sorry, I'm, else... I'm,
0: I'm reading our text. That uh-huh. was the don't, jags don't Jets game.
1: Yeah, don't read that. Don't read <laughs> that thread. That's a good thread. The things,
0: the things coming out of my mouth yeah, after there that. A of... Yeah, I was there not was happy.
1: There was a lot of venom. My
0: favorite favorite text was the one where I said, nah, this season is chalked. Can't win with Zach. Cue the Mike Singletary clip.
1: I I remember.
0: Can't win with him. Can't do it. Anyway.
1: I'd rather play with 10 men on the field and get penalized (laughs) the whole way down. (laughs) Oh, I told man. Vernon to go hit the shower. I dude, I know. I know
0: that oh. <laughs> uh, I wish I wish Mike was still coaching.
1: I know. He Those sound good. bites. Gold. But through this arrangement, there's Assassin's Creed on the PlayStation 5. And boy, do I love that controller. And I'm tempted to go back and play through the whole thing again.
0: Oh, uh, don't do it.
1: I'm gonna do it. There's um, so much okay. more to play. I know. Game number two. Uh Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. I really fell down the rabbit hole with this game. I am not... a. haven't played a Call of Duty game in a a lot of years. This one was pretty solid. I'm a fan of it. There's a lot of cooperative modes uh, that are pretty intriguing. Uh, There's a third-person mode now, which I have been addicted to. So it's like Gears of War over the shoulder, you know? And it's just... It's a different wrinkle on multiplayer, and I definitely think you should check it out. If you like Call of Duty, I think you'll really enjoy it. There's a lot of bang for your buck there, uh, with game prices now being, I didn't know they were that, $70. Uh, I got it on sale, but I think you can get your bang for your buck. If if you have a couple buddies you want to squad up with, there's a lot of fun stuff you can do there. You know,
0: I'm not a huge Call of Duty guy, but the only Call of Duty game that I've really loved in, like, modern times is Black Ops 4 because of the Battle Royale mode blackout. That's my second favorite BR of all time. It's a shame that Activision was so quick to move away from that style of game and give us Warzone, which is, like, the filthy casuals dream for BR. I hate it, but... um. I have a similar arrangement on xbox i've downloaded modern warfare 2 thanks to a good friend of mine so maybe i will give modern warfare 2 a try
1: and when you get in that filthy casual war zone and want to pull someone in please let me know because i would love to play with you
0: i have tried playing Warzone many many times and i cannot do it
1: can you just play it and make sure it's like that's the mode or dmz that's the mode i play dmz can you make sure played, that's the I thing play dmz Cause that's like that's the thing where there's like bots in it, but there's also yeah. humans as well too. It's fun, man. I had a lot of fun playing it, but it's the whatever. the
0: time to kill in Call of Duty games is too slow or too low for me. Like, gotcha. Boom, and you're dead. Like I want, I like prolonged gunfights. Like you get in Apex, Apex or Blackout or PUBG. Like give me, give me more time to have the fight. Let me run some strategy. You blink and you're dead in Call of Duty games. I just can't do it. That's why that's why I love Blackout Four or Black Ops Four slash Blackout because the time to kill is so much longer in those games. Got to get that long TTK for me to be happy.
1: In the last game I'm playing, which I'm currently playing on, well, obviously PS Five, but I started up God of War 2018. Me too. Um, phenomenal. The opening cinematic. Where you cut you're cutting down a tree with Kratos. Dude, that got me. Like just the vibration on the controller, the that the PlayStation yeah, controller is The vibration on that controller is crazy. Is far significant. And everyone's been telling me that. But it is way better than the Xbox controller. Yep. Like the haptic feedback. yeah, And just the polish of the game. Like this is a PS4 game that's upscaled or whatever. Like i love my xbox if this is any indication of what i have between the new god of war horizon you know all these other games that i've heard about i mean I and and, and i'm I'm not a tribal guy i've i've learned the lesson i need to have both consoles moving forward and that's what i'm going to do uh but playstation is probably going to become my primary system just and, and and when I was such an Xbox guy and on that side of the fence, I didn't get it. But like, these are gaming systems. You go to play games and PlayStation has the games, So that's where I'm going to go. And hopefully Microsoft kind of gets their house in order a little bit, kind of referencing our previous conversation. But Sony put the time in with these different, you know, um, development teams, and they're really reaping the benefit of it. Um, so I'm looking forward to playing some games on my PlayStation. So. Love to hear it. That's I'm looking. I'm are.
0: looking forward to getting some cheap games on my PlayStation.
1: Oh, you're going to get some. So are you. So, are we splitting on this Dead Space helmet or what?
0: Helmet, no. But the digital <laughs> copy, maybe. <laughs> Still waiting to hear back from Moon to Run Games if I can cancel that pre-order. Dude, we are right at sixty minutes. Got it. That's this is perfect timing. This was our goal when we started. This new format of like topic news and what are you reading, what are you playing was to be around an hour long for these episodes because we only release one episode a week. And if you like that one episode a week, I think it's really important that you share it with someone that you know. Like it, subscribe to it, leave a comment on YouTube. Um, the only way people will find us is if you interact with us. Um, so it helps other people that like comic books and video games find our content. Um so if you like us, Do those things. We'd really appreciate it. Um, Other than that, our Twitter handles are in the description of this audio episode or video. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter. We'll follow you back and we'll talk about nerdy, dorky, cool stuff like Invincible and video games and console sharing. Um, We'll be back in seven days with another fun and exciting topic. Until then, my name is Dave. And I'm Matt. Take care of yourselves, everybody.
1: Peace.